Salam everyone, welcome back to New Rain, the Two Lights podcast. My name is Sumeya and this is Asil. Um, and this is our very last episode of the year. So this will be going up like, I want to say like two days before the new year, which is crazy. So yeah, I think around this time last year is when we started to get really consistent with our episodes. It was December of 2022. <coughs> Um, so even though this is not like our one year anniversary or anything like that, it kind of does feel like a milestone in a way. We kind of made it, um, consistently through an entire year, which is really exciting. And inshallah, there's more in store for us next year, inshallah. Um, today we kind of just want to do a little, um, a little yearly recap. So kind of taking some of our tips from previous episodes and um, combining them all here. We want to kind of do a little bit of like a 2024 goal setting episode, how to build habits for the new year. Um, But something I really want to emphasize before we get into our tips, uh, things that have worked for us, whatever, I want to say that, and I was I was just telling Asil this, I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, and Asil isn't really that much of a fan either. Um, so we don't want this episode to be a, like, New Year, New Me type of episode. Um, I personally believe that if you want to make a change, there's no reason for you to wait to implement that change. I think that a lot of people wait until like the new year or they wait until Ramadan, you know, to implement these new habits. But um, truly, you're never going to get anywhere if you're waiting to start, right? I think that it's so important to just start, to do what you can, to start off small, right? To, um, but just, just to start, not to wait, you know, you don't need to wait for a particular day or year or month. Um, just go ahead and start making those changes. Even if you start very, um, in a very small way, just start making those changes, start implementing those changes. Um, so we don't, we don't want this episode to be a new year's resolution type thing. We really just want it to be, um, habits that you can kind of take with you into the new year or pieces of advice from us that you can take with you into the new year. But again, um, start whenever you feel like you can. Start whenever you feel like you should. Start whenever you feel like you need to implement these changes and don't wait until January 1st. Don't wait until the first night of Ramadan. Um, so that was a little disclaimer that I wanted to, um, that I wanted to say, uh, something else I just wanted to bring up really quick. And this is something I've been saying throughout so many episodes. Um, and I think I emphasized on this, um, either in our time management episode or in our Ramadan episode, like preparing for Ramadan, um, A lot of us want to change. We want to build better habits. We want to be doing better. We want to be feeling better, whatever. But we have these huge goals, right? We have these huge goals. And the truth is that you cannot go from zero to 100 overnight. You can't go from zero to 100 in the span of two weeks. You know, it takes longer than that. And the bigger your goal is, the more pressure you put on yourself to achieve it a lot of the time, right? But you have to understand that you as a human being are not meant, like I said, to go from zero to 100. You are meant to take baby steps. So 
you're not going to be able to maintain any sort of change or to build any sort of habit if you're expecting perfection overnight, right? If you're expecting to just wake up one morning and be like, that's it. I'm going to do this 100% of the time. The thing is, you're going to fail if you do that. And that's why so many people's New Year's resolutions die out after like February, because they go so hard in the beginning and then they have nothing left to give after that. So make sure that you are taking baby steps and that you are becoming comfortable with a specific um, part of your goal before you move on to the next part. Um, So that's something that I think we are going to try to emphasize throughout this episode, like little things that you can do that if you're (coughs) consistent with them, they will change you for the better. Um, Just like the Prophet said, the best um, acts of worship or the best deeds are those that are small but consistent. So you don't have to aim for anything huge. Just try to make little changes that you can actually keep up with. And that is where the true change comes from. Yeah. And this is advice that like, I feel like Samaya and I, we tend to give advice to each other on specific topics a lot. Like, so like I'll give her advice on certain topics and she'll give me advice on certain topics. And this is a topic that I feel like often tends to come up whenever Samaya notices that I'm like, I don't want to say burnt out, but sometimes, yeah, that's kind of where where, where it results to. And it's in my nature sometimes to feel like um, you can do everything. Yeah. And we're we're humans. We can't do everything. We're not we're not super. We don't have superpowers, you know. And I think that everything that Samaya said is something that she often reminds me of. And once I started to actually listen to her advice, like seriously listen to her advice and not like passively listen to her advice I love you Samaya but like you know we all do it sometimes where a friend will tell you something and you're like yeah yeah like whatever Whatever. (laughs) no like when I seriously started to take into account what she's saying and recognize that maybe sometimes we people can be a little bit over ambitious people as in me um it helped it helped a lot because as someone who sometimes thinks you can go from zero to 100 you end up becoming very disappointed with the outcome of the situation you end up realizing you can't do all of that and and this is something i do tell samaya this is reversed but like you can't put all of your energy into one thing sometimes you only have a limited capacity so you distribute it as needed right and so the thing, same thing can be applied when building habits um if you're trying to go from zero to 100 in one area, you're going to focus all of your energy on this new thing that you're building that the old habits that you built are either going to completely dissipate into thin air, like you're going to forget about them, or you're going to become so exhausted, you're not going to have any energy to do your old habits or focus on the new one that you're trying to build. And so while you might have this perfect image of who you want to become and because like habits Habits shape our identities, I think. I think that Mm -hmm. once you start to build your habits correctly, it really helps shape who you are. You know, you can't say that you're a morning person without actually having the habit of waking up early in the morning to get stuff done. So, you know, and that you can't say... Um, I mean, it can be applied any any way, you know what I mean? You can't claim that you're an athlete or that you, you are a fit fit person that enjoys fitness without going out to exercise and eating clean, you know what I mean? So habits really do shape our, ident- our identities as a whole. Um, and that's why that's why some people, they realize that they have a character flaw in one area and then all of a sudden they want to fix it. So they, they have this mentality of going zero to 100 and that's just not... Um, sorry, that's just not how, how it works. And so, um, there is a book that I'm going to be quoting a lot throughout this, um, this entire talk, and I highly recommend you guys read it. It's called Atomic Habits. I don't remember who wrote it. I think his name is James Clear. I'll look that up in a second. But he has 
kind of four laws of atomic habits and um, sort of like, sorry, I'm trying to word this, like how to build a habit. Like if you want to build a habit, how do you do that? Yeah, his name is James Clear. So the first law, and I'm going to just quickly go through these and then throughout this episode, I'll reference back to them, but I just thought I'd go ahead and mention them now. The first one is to make it obvious. So basically you have to have a cue that triggers the habit. Right. For example, if you want to start reading your Quran more, what do you do? You put it in a visible spot. You don't just leave it, you know, somewhere hidden in a bookshelf. You know, make it somewhere visible so you remember to read it. The second second um, law is to make it attractive. Right. So this is how you make your habit more enjoyable and appealing. You know, so like trying to, it's all about the environment. I think that's another thing we can talk about in a little bit. Is how does your environment and your mindset affect your ability to build habits? Which I'm going to ask you about once I finish talking, actually, because that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) The third one is to make it easy. And I think that's something that we tend to do a lot. We take something, we take a task, and we overcomplicate it so much and like i feel like everyone is is um to blame about this i feel like we all do this yeah it's guilty about like for this i do that at least like i'll see something and it can be like the simplest thing i'm like okay we have to add like 10 steps and like really we don't it can it sometimes it's just a super straightforward thing we i feel like we often are told to like think out of the box you know and sometimes we really just need to think in the box and a lot of the answers to how to get the goal you want is inside the box if that makes any sense like sometimes being overly creative about certain things is not necessary when sometimes a simple answer is how you build that habit um and the last law is to make it satisfying so no one is going to want to build a habit that they don't feel like they've gotten anything out of, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the point of waking up early if you're not going to be productive in the morning, right. you know? You're just lack losing sleep. I mean, I personally, right, if I didn't use my mornings for productive things and I just forced myself to wake up early for absolutely no reason, guess what? I would hate to wake up early. And then right. you would get stuck in this cycle where your circadian rhythm is like, you know, is, is, is has become adjusted to waking up early and you don't use that time wisely. Um... So I think that's just, those are going to be four things that I'm constantly going to be referring to throughout this episode. Uh, I mentioned a question that I wanted to ask you, and I can't remember it now. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so talking about habits, and we want to make this Islamic, right? Um, So Samaya, what is a habit? I'm thinking of this from the top of my head, guys, but you don't have to answer this. It can be not as personal if you want, but what is a habit that you've recently, say, within the last couple months because it does take a couple months to build a habit is there a habit that you've recently built um that's islamic of course and or it doesn't necessarily have to be something that helps your islamic identity i guess um what is it if you don't mind sharing and how did you how did you build that like what was yeah yeah (laughs) so a few things come to mind um i don't necessarily want to share any of them yeah and if I think of one throughout this episode that's a, a little bit more um, surface level, yeah. then I will share it. But I can share how I did those things. Okay. I think that with any habit, it really takes um, commitment. And I, I know that that might sound like, duh, <laughs> you know, but it's something that people, I think, lack a lot of the time. And this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. And this can be applied to literally any area of life. We see people all the time who um, say they want something really bad, right? They say they want something really bad, 
But when you're looking at them and you're looking at their behaviors, they are not working for this thing that they said they want. So for example, let's say you have a classmate in school and I think we've all had like several people that we've seen do this. They say, oh, I want, I need to do really well on this exam. I need to do really well on this exam or I just want to do really well in high school or in college or I wanna get this, this, this job that's mashallah, it's amazing. But then when you see them, they don't study. They spend their days playing video games or every time you see them, they're socializing with people. They're not doing well on their exams. They're not putting in the effort. So for me, honestly, how badly you're working for something is a direct reflection of how badly you want it. Because if you want something, you're going to work for it. If you actually want something, you're going to work for it. So a lot of people like to just say that they want things, but then they're not actually putting in enough work to get to that point, right? Because for example, if you have an exam coming up in a week, you can study for one day for 20 minutes and be like, okay, I'm done. But is that gonna help you? Not really, especially if it's a difficult exam, right? If you say, I need to do really well on this test and the test is in a week, but you only study like the night before at 12 a.m. for 20 minutes, that's not doing anything for you, right? You put in some work, but did you put in enough? No, you didn't. So I think that being committed and actually working for what you want and making your goals attainable is something that is so, so crucial. Asid was talking about how sometimes we tend to overcomplicate things um, or we tend to get exhausted. And I think that that's so true. We can be we can be overwhelmed by the goals that we set because we have so many, right? And that's something that I think any of us can relate to. Like we want to develop ourselves in so many different ways. We want to change in so many different ways. We want to be better in so many different ways. But when you're thinking about all of those things at one time and about all, you know, all of those changes you need to make in order to get there, that can be super overwhelming. So I think it's very important to build on where you're at. Like I said, you can't go from zero to 100. Build on where, build from where you're at and make your goals attainable, right? Make your goals things that you can actually work towards without feeling so overwhelmed to the point where you just stop, yeah. right? So I think that for me, some of the most helpful things that I've, um, I guess, done that helped me reach the goals that I have, which I honestly think, especially when it comes to Islam, even if you have goals, you're almost never going to reach them. And I don't mean that in a way to be like discouraging. I mean, like, let's say, for example, you're like, I want to pray my five prayers. And then you start doing that and you're doing really well. It's not like your prayer goal is now complete because now you can add sunnahs. Now you can add all these different things. So I think it's important to also recognize, like, um, I honestly lost my train of thought, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I think, I think building on where, on where you um, already are is, is super helpful. So um, so yeah, re recognizing where I am, what I already do, and how I can add on without overwhelming myself is, is super beneficial. So like if you're praying your five salawat every day and you're praying some sunnahs, maybe just be like, you know what, I'm going to add one more sunnah. Just one more for now until you get the hang of that and it becomes part of your routine and then you can add another one, right? Or you're like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this much Qur'an per day. Let me start doing an extra couple of pages until I get into the habit of that. And then I can add more, 
right? I'm going to the masjid for this prayer, you know, as much as I can. Let me add in another one once I get comfortable with this. So I think that, um, I think that just really building on where you're at and then understanding why you do what you do, especially in an Islamic context is so crucial. You're honestly not going to have really any Islamic goals if you don't understand the reason behind why you do things, right? Why would you want to put the hijab on? Why would that be a goal if you don't understand the importance of it? Why would you want to add extra prayers or your sunnah prayers? Or why would you want to get up in the middle of the night and pray your tahajjud if you don't understand the importance? So I think taking time to educate yourself on why is it important for me to actually build myself up? Why is it important for me to actually develop myself? Um, I think that that's very crucial as well. Because when you're motivated, when you know why you're doing what you're doing, when you know what the reward is for that, you're much more inclined to actually implement and stay committed. So that would be my very long answer to that question. No, I think that that's something that's really, really important. You have to ask yourself, how badly do you want it? Absolutely. Like you were, you were saying, like people can say that they want all of these amazing things, but we have to recognize nothing in life is just given to you. Right. I think like in, in the nature of the world that we live in, but also like think about it, right? Like my grades, like I have like, I had a professor this year, he just said, I don't give you your grades, you earn your grades. And honestly, he was so right about that. Like you have to work towards something, you have a goal in mind, you have to, you have to make the effort. And um, part of this like self-evaluation, right? And there's a, there was a quote that I, I remember heard like hearing in a lecture one time, I don't remember what lecture, but there are two quotes. This one is from, um, I think Umar Ibn al-Khattab said it. I don't know. Maybe maybe you know. But it's he said, hold yourselves to account, like, I think he means, like, in this world, like, in this dunya, mm-hmm. before you're held account in the hereafter. Evaluate your actions today before you're evaluated tomorrow for the reckoning, like, the day of judgment, essentially, will be easier upon you tomorrow if you hold yourselves accountable today. And so that kind of, I like to think of that quote a lot because it reminds me of this whole t- concept of self-evaluation. And I think if there's one consistent thing that Sumaya and I say, have been saying since day one, like since our very first episode, August 6, 2022, is that self-evaluation is key. You have to evaluate yourself. You have to evaluate yourself so you can give yourself credit for the things that you have done, but also see where do I need to improve, right? Because I think another thing that, uh, that people tend to do whenever they're building like trying to build a habit or they're trying to reach a certain goal is they see that everything they've done in in working towards that goal so for example this is a super elementary example right but say you're someone that doesn't pray your five prayers and you're like i want to pray my five prayers and you discourage yourself you don't recognize that maybe you do pray every day you know you're not recognizing the stuff that you've already done you don't realize that you're actually at 30 you're not at zero so I think that's something that important that we have to do. Like, while we have to be realistic that we're not going to reach 100 ever in our lives, like Sumaya was saying, but we, you know, we want to improve and we see this long journey ahead of us. Let's look back and see the journey that we've already progressed through before we decided to establish this habit. Because I guarantee you that there are things that you're doing in this in your life that made you realize that this is a habit that you need to establish but be through your past actions, for example, praying your five Farud Salahs, right? You you recognize through praying Dohran Asa that you're not doing enough because you know you have to pray your five Salahs, right? So at least you make the effort to pray two out of the five prayers. But then, you know, if, you're, if you were really, really were at zero and you made no effort, you might not even realize that praying all five 
is important, if that makes any sense. Mm. So I think part of this whole self-evaluation thing is not only being realistic and moving forward, it's also being proud of what you've done without even realizing you've done it. I think that's something that we tend to neglect a lot. We tend to be harder on ourselves than than anybody else. And um, sometimes we just need to talk to ourselves like we're talking to a friend, honestly. Like, just think about it. Like, if if your friend was sitting in front of you right now, like if Sameo is sitting in front of me right now, and she... Which I am. <laughs> she literally <laughs> is, right? But if she came to me with, with a dilemma she was having, and she's trying to build a habit, and she just... She's having a really hard time with it, you know? She's just getting frustrated with herself constantly. What would you say to her? How would you make it easier for her? Because obviously, you're not going to be like, yeah, you're right. You really are at zero. You're never... Like, but that's the thing is, we tell ourselves these things we do. all the time. We and really do. I, I do this a lot. And me I think too. that it's a habit that... That is also a habit that we could all try to build and grow. Is just look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, if that was my best friend standing right there, or sitting, literally sitting right there, what would you tell her in that moment? Or what would you tell him in that moment? You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's something else that if you really want to build this habit we can't we have to let go of this whole self-degrading talk where this like you know like toxic feminism toxic masculinity let's stop being toxic towards ourselves because i feel Mm -hmm. like that's a really bad part of the culture that we have i think it's part of this whole hustle culture that we kind of refer to a lot it's that you have to be hard on yourself in order to improve and while i do think yes have being you know stern with yourself every once in a while is is key in order to building determination in order to building that consistency that Samaya was talking about we also have to give ourselves love we also have to give ourselves a chance to grow if you've already been like halas you're never going to do it and you've completely shot down every chance you've ever gotten at building a new habit of course you're never going to change you know what i mean so i think that's just one thing and then another thing as you were talking there's this quote that i have saved on my phone and it is a from an Omar Suleiman lecture that I listened like back like the first week of May it's called uh be it be a straight be in this world a stranger or a wayfarer mm-hmm. and we have a whole episode about that but this quote has to do exactly what we're talking about and he said in that episode discipline is the automation of your habits uh but I'll and then he says but I'll add a second line to that that passion is what sustains the drive mm-hmm. and I think that speaks to me immensely because you know, obviously, in order to have, in order to build a habit, you have to be disciplined with it. Like somebody was saying, you have to be consistent with it. How badly do you want it, right? But that how badly do you want it comes into that passion, you know? And that is what fuels your tank. That's what gives you the energy to keep going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can have your foot on that gas pedal all you want. You can be as disciplined as you want. But is your car going to move without the gas in the tank? It's not. And the reality is, in our lives, we have to have that passion. We have to, we have to understand, like Sumaya was saying, why we're doing it in the first place. Because when you understand why, that gives you the passion. But if you're if you're lost and you you really, you're not giving yourself like, like I don't know, you don't see it as being important. You don't even understand why you have to build this kind of habit in the first place. Then, then you're not gonna you're not gonna keep going. Your car is just gonna stop because you never stopped to give it a you know you never stopped at the gas station. I think that's such a silly analogy, but it's so true. And I think that's something that I often have to remind myself a lot is, okay, I want to do this, but why do I want to do this? And when you understand why, I promise you, it makes the journey to building a habit so, so much easier, right? So I think those are just two things that are really important. And then earlier, um, I guess, like, do you have any points or do you want me to ask you a question? Um, I I would like to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying. 
Um, first, Isid was talking about the, like getting rid of this negative self-talk. Guys, this is going to be a Nurain family challenge, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to participate, and Isid is going to participate, and we are going to try our best in 2024 to not talk to ourselves horribly in a yeah. way that we would absolutely not talk to anyone else. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. But also, you were talking about discipline and passion, and something I've been hearing a lot recently that I think is so good, because honestly, I guess I never thought about it in this way, but the essence essentially is that a lot of people now are saying, like, motivation is not what gets you anywhere. Yeah. And I was kind of like, wow, that's that's really interesting, because we always talk about motivation. How, how do we want to... Um, keep being motivated? How do we get to a point where we're always motivated? How do we get to a point where we um, wake up in the morning and we're always feeling like, yes, like we want to do this so bad. Um, But the point is that motivation actually by itself does not get you anywhere because you're actually not going to be motivated most of the time. And I think that that is something that's so key to understand is like, if you're relying on motivation, you're barely going to take any steps forward. Because truly, motivation by itself is not helpful. I can tell you the amount of times that I'm completely unmotivated to do something, but I get up and I do it anyway. And it's not because of motivation, it's because of discipline, right? So discipline is what gets you where you need to go, right? When you don't want to do something, you have no desire to go to school, you have no desire to go to class, you have no, you have no desire to study, whatever, whatever it might be. But you push yourself because you're disciplined, not because you're motivated. I think that that's something that you have to like change your mindset on. Stop looking for the motivation. It's great when you have it. It really is. It's nice when you're motivated, but you're you're not going to be motivated a lot of the time. A lot of the time you're not going to be motivated and it's really unrealistic to expect to be motivated all the time. Um, I don't think anyone's motivated all the time. I'm not motivated all the time, but you still have to do what you have to do. And that's called being disciplined. That's called knowing what your goals are, knowing where your priorities lie, and taking the steps and the initiative to make it happen even when you don't feel like it. Especially when you don't feel like it, right? That is discipline. And I think something that people never talk about is like being disciplined even um, to the point where you are like almost forcing yourself to do certain acts of worship. I think a lot of people look at that and they kind of look down upon that. Like, oh, why, why would you be forcing yourself to do X, Y, and Z? But genuinely, I don't know. I feel like I, I really think that sometimes you have to force yourself to do things, right? Maybe, and again, this is also a very superficial example. Maybe you finish praying one of your prayers and you just like really don't feel like praying a sunnah after, okay? Force yourself to do it right? Force yourself to do it. Force yourself to pray that extra sunnah, even if you don't want to. And that's something else. You don't always have to want to do certain acts of worship. Honestly, you don't. But you have to force yourself. You have to have that discipline because you know what you're doing, what you're doing it for, who you're going back to. So sometimes it is going to be forcing yourself to do things. And I don't think anything is wrong with that. I really don't especially when things have been commanded by Allah, right? Or especially when you're doing things to get closer to Allah. Sometimes I'll find myself being like, you know, actually, I don't really want to do this, but I know that once I do it, 
I will feel proud of myself. I know that once I do it, I'll feel more connected to Allah. I know that once I do it, I'll be getting good deeds for doing it, even though I didn't want to do it. So there shouldn't really be a stigma, I think, surrounding that. You're not always going to feel 100% motivated. You're not always going to feel 100% happy with what you're doing. Do it anyway. Especially if you have a bigger picture in mind, and especially if that bigger goal is Jannah, do it anyway. Yeah, no, I love that a lot. I think this is something that I tend to say a lot on this podcast, and every single time I say it, I <coughs> I tend to believe it more and more every single time. For And this can apply to any part of your life, but if it's hard, you're doing it right. And the same thing applies to this. Like, if it was easy to build habits then we, theoretically speaking, we could build all the habits that we would ever want and be the best version of ourselves we, we could possibly ever be. Um, but that's not, that's not the way it works. So if it's difficult and you sometimes, like somebody is saying, you just don't feel like doing it, but you do it anyway, and doing it anyway without any motivation, and I'm speaking firsthand here, right? Sometimes it, you might get, get motivated once every blue mood, but you still doing it, even without the motivation, that's difficult, right? But if it's difficult and you're still doing it anyway, then you have to be doing something right. You know, you're not going to go from zero to 100, but at least you can do 1% every day. At least you can get better by 1% every day. And then you'll come to realize by the end of whatever, by the, you know, as time passes, that 1% has accumulated into 2%, to 3%, to 4%. And then by then you, you know, it's not necessarily that you've become a whole other person, but at the same time, your identity has definitely shifted because you changed. Into, you're slowly starting to change into who you want to become. I think that's something else is that for habits, we end up. It's either you set the bar too high or you set the bar way too low. I feel yeah. like it could go both extremes. For me, I set the bar too high. Other people, they set the bar too low, so it's easier for them to obtain. But like, think about it this way: if you are studying for an exam and you tell yourself. I'm just going to get a 60. Like, I just need to pass. Like, I feel like a lot of people have this mentality when they go to college. I just need to pass. Okay, passing in college is a, is a C, okay, right? So if you put in your head that you just want to get at least a C, chances are you're going to get a C or below because that's all that you worked hard to. That's all you worked. That's, that's the amount of effort that you put to obtain, right? But if you put in your head, I'm going to get an A. Like, I'm going to try my best with Allah's help and with my effort I'm going to get an A. You know, when that time comes, when you have to take that exam or you get your final grade or whatever, it's either going to be an A or lower than that. You can't get any higher than an A, right? So at least you tried your hardest. You're more prepared. You're more prepared. You put in more effort. And therefore, because you put in more effort, the outcome is going to be a lot more pleasing to you. But if you put in effort to only get a C, you know, and you didn't put in more higher than that, chances of you getting a B or even an A, it's going to be exceptionally lower you know what I mean so I think that's another thing we have to do is that's like you know like when you're in elementary school they tell you about smart goals yes I don't even remember what they stand like what that stands for the A is attainable okay (laughs) um I don't I think T is like timely okay wait we're gonna look up something smart goals what is the S specific it's specific and then M what the manageable maybe what are smart goals smart manageable but I feel like manageable and attainable are very similar Okay, smart goals definition. But this is important because they always tell us this since we were in kid, as kids. Okay, S is specific. M is measurable. Measurable, okay. A is achievable. Oh. It's okay. Same, Same thing. thing. <laughs> R is realistic. 
and T is timely. Okay. And so I feel like, though, that's honestly perfect. Like, think about it. You want to have a goal. So it's not necessarily, and I honestly disagree with the S being specific because I think when you have a very, very, very specific idea in your head, like, I'm going to wake up every morning at 4 a.m. to pray to Hajjud and then to read Quran and then to pray, pray Fajr and then do more Quran. That's a really specific goal. That's great. Chances of you doing that every single day are, you know... You might do it, like, you might, once. <laughs> so maybe it's Twice, that maybe. You have a more broad goal. Yeah. Your goal is to pray to Hajjud. Okay, let's try off by once a week. Then your heart starts yeah. to feel the sweetness of it. Okay, maybe now you have... Okay, well, I, you know, I have to wake up to do to Hajjud this week, and I'm already awake, so I might as well. You know, your heart is going to end up feeling the sweetness of it, especially when it comes to Islamic goals specifically. Yes. It feels so rewarding. It's such a, you know, it's such a content feeling that, that you have in your heart whenever you're able to achieve those things. But you have to do it step by step. You can't go from saying, I'm not going to read at all, any Quran at all, every single day, to going to go read a full, you know, half a juz or a juz every single yeah. day. You know what I mean? So I think when it comes to being specific, yeah, be specific in the, the genre and the category and how bad you want it. But you can't be so specific that when you miss it one time, you just stop. You just give up. You're just like, okay, khalas, whatever. I've already broken my streak. I think that that's, that's really, really important. I think another thing, too, is, is recognizing that you don't have to do it on your own. I think there are some goals that you can achieve on your own. Like, obviously, we all have our personal little habits that we don't need anyone's help with, nor do we have to share with other people because it's something, especially when it comes to Islamic habits, it's something personal between you and your Lord. But... You have to recognize that you, you don't have to fight anything alone. You know, you don't have to you don't have to struggle through anything alone. You have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right there with you. And obviously, like if you have other people too as a support system, that's great. Maybe try to build a habit with somebody. Start small, work your way up. You know, be like, hey, let's let's go to the gym together just once a week. And then from there, you're gonna end up wanting to go to the gym more. Either that person continues to have the drive and the determination and the passion to continue to go to the gym with you, or you would have already built that goal, that habit, and you'll just continue to pursue it on your own. You know, the same thing applies to, say, reading the Qur'an. You read the Qur'an with your, with a friend during Ramadan. Okay, don't just stop at Ramadan. If they, If it's their choice to keep going, but you clearly enjoy it and it's something that satisfies you, Go ahead, keep going, but at least you had someone there to start start with you. You had someone there at 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 zero with you, you know. And if they choose to to grow with you, that's great. That's awesome. Then you have someone right there, growing Islamically with you. And I think that's something that's so beautiful, right? And if not, and they choose to fizzle out, that's okay. But you keep going. You keep driving. You keep striving. And that's that that's that's what's important, you know. Yeah, I think that. Um... Yeah, that was, I think, very general like, advice that we were giving, but I kind of want to go more specifically into things that people can actually take with them. Yeah. And um, do take all the stuff that we just spent, like, however long talking about, minutes. but um, one of my biggest number one tips that I would advise people to do going into the new year or whenever you want to start again, because like I said, you shouldn't wait. Um prioritize. That would be my number one biggest thing is sit down and recognize what your priorities actually are. Asid was talking earlier about, you know, this belief that you can kind of do everything. And the truth is none of us can. None of us can do everything without getting burnt out or without feeling the effects of that. Um, 
just because you choose not to do certain things, that's not coming out of a place of, of being incapable. It's coming out of a place of recognizing how much you can actually take on. And so I think that the biggest thing that anyone can do is sit down and realize what is actually worth putting my energy into. Because there's a lot of things that we do that honestly don't really deserve our energy. There's a lot of things that we do that we don't really need to be doing. A lot of things that we do that aren't benefiting us in any way. And that's not to say that you can't have like hobbies or things that you like to do, you know, just for fun. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying prioritize. Figure out exactly what things you're going to be committed to because you enjoy them, because you have a passion for them, because you can actually make room for them in your schedule. You don't have to do everything. No one is expecting you to do everything. Figure out how, and this is something we were talking about last episode, figure figure out how you can be of most benefit to yourself and to other people. It's going to look very different for everyone because we all have our different strengths and weaknesses, but prioritize. Figure out exactly what deserves your time and your energy. That is for sure my number one. And I, I came across a quote the other day that I really liked. Um, a couple of them, actually. One of them says, when you choose dunya, you will have to adapt to it. But when you choose the dean, the dunya will adapt to you. And I thought that that was really powerful because a lot of us are um, putting our dean kind of on the back burner. We're like, well, we're living here, especially if you're living in the West, you're not living in a Muslim country. You're like, I'm just going to adapt to what what's normal here. And I'm just going to have to fit in my dean whenever I can. But the reality of what we should be doing is prioritizing our dean above all else And then the dunya, honestly, it just fits into place. It's in your hand and not in your heart. Um, And another quote that I saw by Yasmin Mugahed says, the more you make Allah bigger in your life, the smaller everything else is. And I think that that is something that we can probably all attest to. Like, you know, you're going through something, but when you realize what the connection that you have with Allah can actually do for you, everything else becomes a lot less significant. So when it comes to prioritizing, again, sit down and really figure out what deserves your time and your energy in terms of acts of worship, in terms of school or work or, you know, side commitments or volunteering, figure out what deserves your time and your energy and give it that allotted time and energy. Drop the things that aren't really benefiting you and recognize that if you want to be able to handle more on your plate, and this is something that I feel like I reference a lot too, you need to be worshiping more. Um, And this can seem very counter. Um, Some people might be like, yeah, but I don't have time to to sit here and to read Quran. I don't have time to like do all of these other things. Recognize that those are the things that are actually adding onto your time. They're actually adding barakah onto your time. They're expanding your plate. And that's the reason why some people are able to do more than others. Not because they have more hours in the day. We all have 24, right? Not because they're just some special people. No, it's because of the way that they choose to spend their time, how, um, I guess, wisely they are spending their time and recognizing that it's only through your connection with Allah and through your dedication to your deen that everything else becomes so much easier. And again, don't think about deen things as just praying, fasting, reading Quran. Literally everything in your life with the right intention, we say this all the time as well, can become an act of worship. So my number one tip is prioritize. No, I love that a lot. First, you were talking about intentions, and I think that's something that's extremely, extremely, extremely important. Before you even write your goal down, before you even set in your head, I'm going to do this, why are you doing it? You have to have sincere intention. Otherwise, you know, you've already contaminated the source. 
you're, you're doing it for, if you're doing it to please other people or you're doing it to impress others or whatever, Yanni, um, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, chances of it working are extremely low. You have to be doing it, especially, especially when it comes to Islamic, <coughs> Islamic um, specific goals. You have to make sure that your intentions are for Allah and Allah alone. And when you have sincere intentions, there will be barakah filling whatever it is that you that you plan on, on pursuing. So I think that's something that's extremely important. Another thing too is write it down. And this is something that, I mean, I was reading, that's in this Atomic Habits book um, by James Clear, but there is, you know, there's research that shows when you write things down, it helps you, it makes you more determined to actually want to do it. So once you write it down, it almost like it becomes, like your dream becomes a reality that you're able to, something attainable that you can actually reach. Um, so I think that's something else that's extremely important. And while you were talking, you were talking about this whole prioritizing thing and you were talking about time. And this was something that was posed one time and it was in it was in in terms of like dua or whatever but you know it was like said like what sins are stopping you from making dua and i think that's something that's so important that you could apply to any part of your life what sins are stopping you and what sins are consuming your time that's stopping you from doing the systemic goal that you want to reach i think that's something that's extremely important it's like we did this one time for like a, a student council thing like with like eighth graders and we asked them like take a take a you know like a circle right and map out your time see what fills your time what fills your plate and while you don't literally have to do that the concept is is extremely important what are you already filling and preoccupying yourself with are those are those sins or things that necessarily have nothing to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore you don't really have barakah in your time because you're not you're not you're giving a very limited sliver amount of the most minuscule amount of time you could possibly give towards you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worshiping him or or um do you have a bunch of free time and you just don't know how to fill it so really really part of that self-evaluation is looking at looking at what you're doing with your time if you have extra time if you don't and if you're super busy what's preoccupying your time you know is it things that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's going to give you success in this life and the next or are they things that are mindless, things that you probably shouldn't be doing or you're not supposed to be doing at all? Like, so what fills your plate? What fills your time? I think that's something that's extremely important. Going, and we have an episode on that. Yes, we do. It's literally called What <laughs> yes. Fills Your Plate. That's a good one. Um, another thing, too, and so going back to those four laws, and I'm not going to go into super details, but one that I, the first one is one that I really, really, really like is make it obvious and make it attractive. Those are the first two laws. And I think that's something that's helped me a lot whenever I'm building my goals. Put your Qur'an right in front of you. Put it right there. Like, why are we hiding our stuff? You know what I mean? Like, you have these things and you have, you know, say you have, you want to start working out. You know, you want to become a strong, healthy Muslim with a proper mindset, right? Or whatever. Why are you hiding your weights? If you have a bunch of them, why are they hidden in the corner? Like, pull some out right before, you know, or you want to go to the gym. Pull out the gym clothes the night before. So that way they're there. It's accessible. It's obvious. It's easy. And it's something that you know that is going to pay off. You know that you're going to you're gonna feel the rush of it afterwards. I think that's something that we often tend to do is we think, oh, okay, like, I have my goals in my head. I'm going to get to them eventually. But then we get so preoccupied with life. Like, there's just so many things that are going on, and we just... I don't know, we just lose track almost. So those things get pushed to the back of your head versus when you put it right there, right there in front of you and you're like, this is important. I'm going to do this because it's going to pay off in this life and inshallah the next. Then by all means, you right there, you have your motivation. 
you know what I mean? The fact that you pulled it out, even if you don't have, like, I feel like motivation is such a difficult thing to grasp, especially in this life. Like, it's just such a, di- like, going back to what Samaya was saying, but when you, when you've at least done the first little step of it, it makes you slightly more motivated to go, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, you don't result in that burnout or in that, oh, you're in a streak and then you, you lose it or whatever. Um, so I think that that was also important. And then you had another thing that you said that I can't remember. Oh, make sure, and I was talking about environments earlier, you need to make sure that the environment that you are in, the people that are surrounding you, the, um, the, yeah, those two things especially are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason why is because when you surround yourself with people that, not necessarily who aspire to become, but people that you can look up to, people that you see yourself that are, that is at a better so that everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Everyone is better at somebody at something than the other person, right? Obviously, Samaya has things that I definitely don't, and vice versa. You know, it's just the way all human beings are. We were not created the same. But, um, where was I going with that, right? But when you want to become an ambitious person and you have these goals and ideas in mind, right, you have to make sure you surround yourself with people that, that give you that ambition, that give you that drive, and that will support you through that. People that are God-conscious, people that have habits that you also want to one day implement, you know, that have these deep provo- thought-provoking thoughts that that you also want to, to, to ponder on, you know, all of these things, you have to surround yourself with those people because when you find that, that right group, they will help you, you know, even if they don't realize it, just them being there when they're people that are God-conscious, God-fearing and all of these things and they really prioritize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you two are going to prioritize him. You know, you two are going to become like that. So I think that's something. And then your environment. Your environment is especially important in what you choose to, to surround yourself with, not just in terms of people. But like, for example, you're alone. You're in your car. Are you going to go ahead and turn on the stereo and like play music? You know, or are you going to go on ahead and, and try to switch it up just little by little until, you know, Quran is what it's playing on your speakers. Until, you know, lectures is what you're listening to rather than, I don't know, like other things. And that's not to say that you can't read a book like at all you're allowed to you know have free time allowed to have mindless activities it's not to say that at all but it's to say that fill your time with things that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you want to start reading because you want to become an intelligent person with like I don't know a larger vocabulary or more creative person so that way you can utilize that in your in your um academic success which will inshallah lead you to you know success in the hereafter so I think all of those things is also important you know if you're someone like this is a really extreme example. We went from like elementary school example to like extreme examples. But you're you're someone that wants to start attending to the masjid more, but you go to the clubs all the time. You have the habit of go. I'm I'm saying that's such an extreme example, but like your habit is like I want to start going to the masjid for Joma. Like Joma is a habit that I want to build. You know, but you're like you're out at raves and like parties and stuff. You have to you have to filter that out of your system. <laughs> In order to in order to enter that new environment, you have to let go of those things. You know what I mean? You have to recognize that area is not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not pleasing, you know, to him. So therefore, maybe and I want to become a pleasing person to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so I need to let go of those things. You want the the Quran to become your companion. You want your Quran to become your best friend, okay? You need to go to places that if the Quran was literally there, right there beside you, it would also want to go with you. You know what I mean? You can't become a person of the Qur'an, for example, and say, that's a goal I have in mind, that's a habit that I want to build, 
but then you go to places that the Quran would not would not be there with you you know what I mean like it goes completely against the values that are written within it so I think that's something we have to think about we just really have to illustrate these things in our minds first of all and be like okay if these things were to manifest right right in front of us like obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there all the time obviously you know you can pick up your quran whenever and you can embody the quran right but if it if, if both of those things were just to appear in front of you the prophet muhammad son, you were actually able to interact with him right are these places that they would accompany you with are these are these goals or habits that you're trying to build or that you're currently holding on to things that they would be proud of you know things that they would approve of so i think that's just something else we sometimes have to illustrate these things in our minds and just really think like is that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would want us to spend our time with? Is that something that he would want us to um, build as a habit? Is that something that the Qur'an would would um, encourage me to do? You know what I mean? So I think just something like that. That's kind of a creative look on it, but yeah. Yeah, I think, so you were talking about the environment, and I think it's also important to note that your environment is not just what you're physically surrounded by, it's also in your phone. Yeah. Um, so what is coming up on your social media? Obviously, we know the algorithm is tailored to what we're watching more, what we're looking at more, so make sure that you kind of clean that out too. Again, nothing is wrong with sometimes mindlessly scrolling. I do that sometimes. But I'm just saying, as long as it's not like, harmful or things that you're not supposed to be looking at so your your environment is not just the place that you're in or the people that you're surrounded with it's also what's accessible to you on your phone um so make sure that that is something that's also um in accordance to what Allah expects of us I was gonna bring up the friends next honestly guys when you're going or whatever I, I don't want to say when you're going into the new year but just in general drop the toxic people or at least distance yourself from them significantly. Um, we have a couple episodes about friends, so you guys can go listen to them. I think one is called Mirror Mirror on the Wall. The other one is The Blacksmith Shop. The Blacksmith um, Shop is better in my opinion. You should listen to that one first. I don't really remember what we even <laughs> talked about on that one, but we do have episodes about friends, so go listen to those. But genuinely, like, do not be afraid to let go of people who are bringing you down do not be afraid to let go of people who are not helping you at all in your spiritual journey or just whatever. Don't be afraid to let go of people who are encouraging you to do things that are not pleasing to Allah. I promise you that when you like let go of things for Allah's sake, Allah always gives you something better. Allah always compensates you. Um, and genuinely, like you will find your people. I think that's a fear. And honestly, back in middle school, that was a big fear of mine too. I just felt like I didn't have my people. I always thought like I saw all these other girls who had like their best friends and their like little friend groups and blah 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 and I didn't really feel like I fit in with anyone and I just honestly kind of gave up on the idea of friends but that sounds sad. I promise I'm fine but like she has me guys. <laughs> She's fine. No but listen like genuinely then you end up in a place where you're surrounded by the most amazing people, the most amazing friends that you could ever ask for people that you actually want to be around, people who don't make you feel like horrible about yourself or people that are on the same path as you and are working with you towards a particular goal, like you will have that. You just have to take that initial leap and like let go of the people that are holding you back. Um, so I wanted to bring up that friends tip. Another tip, you were talking about time management. We also, like I said, have an episode about that, but just to kind of bring in a couple of things from that episode into this one, because I think it's very crucial. Um, 
if you want to build better habits, start taking advantage of the little pockets of time that you have. And so that could be like your car rides, right? We spend a lot of time in the car. A lot of us that are commuting to school or to work or both or whatever, we spend a lot of time in the car. So like Asita said, instead of using that time mindlessly, why don't you use that time for something more beneficial like what an review or um, listening to, like she said, like a podcast or lectures. It doesn't even have to be an Islamic podcast. Even if it's like a be- like self-betterment podcast or whatever, I don't care. I'm just saying instead of using that time to just like do whatever and to not really be paying attention, use that time. Most of us spend at least an hour in the car every day, right? Just going back and forth from school can take that long for some people. That's a whole hour. Like, do you know, like that's a whole entire hour. You can do so much in that time. So recognize where you have those little pockets of time and start using those times that you have, those minutes or hours or whatnot, to do something more beneficial. For example, um, let's say you're baking, right? I like to bake a lot. Um, if, if I'm standing up in the kitchen, right, I will sometimes put on Quran that I need to review or I'll listen to a lecture or if it's like time for me to do my Adhkar al-Masat, I'll do that. Like, just use those 20 minutes that you have in the kitchen to do something beneficial. Um, so it's important to like figure out what those times actually are because some people say like, oh, I don't have time for anything. But it's like, yeah, you actually have a lot of time. <laughs> you have a lot of time. You know, your, your commutes or the times that you're walking from place to place if you're on campus or whatever, you have a lot of time. You just have to be able to use it. You have to be able to use it. And I think part of what kind of plays into this is like go to sleep at a good time and wake up at a good time because I promise you when you're getting a good seven, eight hours of sleep, you're not really wasting a lot of time like in your morning, you get up early, you have things that you need to be doing, right? So get a good amount of sleep, reduce the amount of time that you're on your phone. We're all guilty of this, we really, really are. But like, if your screen time is more than a couple hours every day, like more than three hours every day, I I think that's a lot, personally, I think that's a lot. So reduce your screen time because that is something that you're wasting time doing, genuinely, three hours. Sometimes I'll be like, "How how do you even sit on your phone for like, five hours a day like how do people do that like what like that's five hours okay so so yeah go to sleep at a good time wake up at a good time don't be on your phone too much and then recognize that those little pockets of time that you have do something beneficial in them your life genuinely will change like you will you will feel like a changed person so that's another tip that i have yeah and there's a hadith and i'm Oh my God, I'm like blanking. But it's something along the lines of like, well, uh, Prophet Muhammad says that his ummah was blessed in the morning times. Yes. Um, and what that means is there really is barakah in your mornings. Start your day off early. And I don't mean like like ridiculously early where yeah. you have to go to sleep at like 6 p.m. Like I don't mean that at all. But I just mean like after Fajr, just if that's not a habit of yours already, I highly recommend you start there. Because that time in the morning, especially in, this, in the society that we live in, that's your quiet time. If, especially if you live in a loud family or you are a mother or you are, I don't know, even an older sibling because, you know, we have, like, plenty of responsibilities. Even a student. Even a student like or whoever. You, you, yeah. you have other roles that you are holding on to, but the morning, that's quiet time. You know, as people are still waking up, as people are still starting their days, go ahead and just start your day maybe an hour earlier than you typically do. You wake up at 8, wake up at 7, you know. Fezure now, like, you can pray at, like, 625, 630. And you can just go ahead and start from there, 
right? So, like, I feel like that's something that's extremely, extremely important is that once you make it a habit to wake up early, you realize that you have a lot more time than than you recognized in the past. Like, obviously, it's still the same 24 hours, but since you never had anything really a lot in your mornings other than sleep, which is nice, don't get me wrong, but fill your time with things that are more pleasing once you finish them than sleep if that makes any sense like it's more like rewarding like obviously you wake up you slept an extra two hours okay that's great you might you might be a little bit less tired than you did say if you woke up an hour earlier right but if you get things done in the morning you'll feel very satisfied yourself you'll feel proud of yourself um you'll help eliminate that concept of the negative talk that we were talking about earlier and all of these things and you'll start to realize that you are capable you are capable of achieving your goals. You are capable of building these habits. You just needed to find the time to do it, like Sumaya was saying. And I think another thing too, and Sumaya kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but I just want to end off on this point. It's that people, like she was saying, people often wait until Ramadan, wait until the beginning of the week, wait until New Year's or whatever to start a habit, to start a goal, to quote unquote start fresh. And this is something that I was telling myself a lot this summer. It's that every single day is a new page in your book. Every single, you know, or was this the summer or was this the end of the year? It was sometime earlier this year. Every single day is a new page in your book. Every single, you know, you know, every single week is a chapter and you just keep going and going and going until you build this beautiful story that is your life. You know what I mean? So you don't necessarily need to wait until, you know, a specific time. Go ahead and just start from now because you don't know when you're going to die. You don't know when your book is going to end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how many pages are going to be in your book at the end of the day, right? So start from now. Okay, right now it's, it's um, you know, it's Asr's time. Okay, Maghrib time, I'm going to start praying my sunnahs. I'm just going to start. Let's just do it. Like, I, I already have the thought. Let's just go ahead and start from now. Okay, perfect. I prayed my sunnahs for Maghrib. Let me go ahead and try for Ashat. Okay, I woke up I woke up a couple minutes before Fajr. You know, let me wait and then let me pray let me pray my Turaqas before Fajr. Do those things. You know what I mean? Start from now. Like I don't know why we we have to anticipate. We have to build up. We have to wait. Sometimes you don't need to prepare. Sometimes you just need to do it. You just need to get it done. You can't be somebody that's like sitting on the couch watching people play sports and be like, Oh yeah, I could do that. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like that one day, and then you don't ever try. You know what I mean? You can see people, and then you see people at your age that are achieving things. You're like, how the heck do they do that? Like, how on earth? Like, how is that even possible? But it's that they didn't wait for around for other people. They didn't, they didn't, you know, wait until the right perfect timing, time. the perfect time. Yeah. There's no such thing as doesn't the perfect exist. time. It really we doesn't. We always say this too. <laughs> exactly. There are things that are going to happen. There's always going to be something anti- un- unanticipated. All of these things, like, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna account for obviously because we don't know the future. So just start now. Like, seriously, don't wait. Just go ahead and begin and recognize that your page for the day is almost up. So if it's at, if it's at night, know that you're going to start it in the morning. You know what I mean? If it's the morning, your page hasn't been written for the day yet, you know, in terms of your life experiences. So go ahead and just keep going and keep doing, keep striving. And you're going, inshallah, you're going to be that person that you want to become. Because that's what habits are all about. It's about building that identity. And especially when it comes to your Islamic identity, it's crucial that you give yourself time to grow and that you give yourself all of these things that we were talking about. And inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make that path easy for you. Yeah, and so Asid mentioned a couple of things that I was also planning to mention. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I'm just going to kind of quickly go over them. 
Um, I think it's a great, great idea to start building in those habits of praying your Sunnah prayers. So if you're already praying your five daily prayers, um, try to build the habit of doing your Sunnahs, especially your Sunnah in Fajr, like right before Fajr, your Sunnah for Maghrib, and try your best to, to not go to sleep without praying your Witsid prayer. Yeah. So like just start there, right? Try try to start building those habits. Um, that was something I was going to mention. Something else I think that's very important is um, build a sort of like a connection with your dua. And, and this is something I think we, we want to do a new episode about. Yes. Like we have a dua episode, but I think now we kind of want to do a different one. So I won't, I won't go too much into <laughs> that. But start making dua. If you find that you only really make dua when you want something really bad or whatever, I think it's time for you to start building a daily dua routine. And I don't mean that you make dua at the exact same time every day or that you have certain duas that you make every day. No, start talking to Allah as if you have a friend just sitting right in front of you. That changed my dua game like so much. It doesn't have to be formal. Just talk from your heart, mm-hmm. right? So that would, that would be one thing, I think another tip. And then also build a relationship with the Quran, like do it, just do it. Because genuinely, I can't even understand how people can call themselves Muslims if they don't pick up the Quran. It's not enough to be scrolling on Instagram to see an ayah and to like it. Yeah, It's really not. This is your book. Like this is what contains your guidance. How are you not reading it? People will say, I don't know how to read it. That's a pathetic excuse. I'm so sorry. Learn. We don't, like, we're not born knowing how to do things. We're not born. We don't just come out knowing how to read the Quran. We don't. We have to learn, right? So start somewhere. Start building your relationship with the Quran somewhere, somehow. And honestly, I know I was saying, like, yeah, start playing Quran in the car, whatever. That's great, right? That's a great replacement for other things that you could be listening to. But it's not enough also to just be passively listening to the Quran, that's also not enough. It's not enough to say, well, yeah, now I listen to Quran instead of music. That's great. That's amazing. But that's not enough. Because just passively listening to it is not really impacting your life if you don't know what is being said, you don't know what it means, you don't know how to apply it into your life. So yes, do those things, but also build a relationship with the Quran to where you are memorizing a certain amount every day, reviewing a certain amount every day, or learning, even if you're learning the tafsir, that's very significant. Take a small part and be like, what can I learn from this? How can I implement it into my life? Build some sort of a habit. Even if you're like, you know what? I'm going to start learning how to read the Quran. That's a step. So do something that brings you closer to the Quran in some way. And then also, um, and this one might be a little controversial, but I think especially for us girls, um, something that we should definitely start doing is less... um, Less tabaruj, okay? And this is not... We we actually recorded a whole episode about this. And it was just not one that we wanted to put out. Um, And I'm not saying this in a judgmental way when I say less tabaruj, but I think try to come back to the Islamic roots of modesty and hijab a little bit more. And that's something all of us, all of us can do, even if we're hijabi, genuinely. That's something that we can always improve in. Um, The or sorry, in, in Surah Al-Ahzab, like Allah tells the wives of the Prophet, like he says, Don't like show off yourselves in a way that they used to do in the days of Jahiliyyah, right? Pre-Islam. So that's something that like we should also be very aware of. 
yes, we want to look good when we're wearing our hijabs. We want to feel good when we're wearing our hijabs. We want to fit into fashion trends and stuff, but sometimes we can't, and that's okay. We don't always have to have a full face of makeup on. We don't have to have our hair showing in the front or whatever. You don't have to have your neck showing. You don't have to be wearing super tight clothes. You can wear your hijab and feel beautiful in other ways. So again, like I said, this is not to come from a judgmental place at all because I'm still growing in this area for sure. Um, but let's just try to do a little bit less of all of that. I think that, that that's very, very significant is understanding your hijab a little bit more, understanding the purpose. I mean, the whole point of your hijab is to kind of cover your outside beauty so that your inner beauty has a place to really shine. But what happens these days is girls are wearing their hijab, but they're absolutely drop-dead gorgeous and you can see Every curve in their body and their faces are made up. They're, they're, they're gorgeous. I mean, they're absolutely gorgeous. So Beyond your natural beauty <laughs> There's no reason to do a lot more. So I think that that's something that we can kind of try Right, and that's something that takes baby steps too. If you're showing your hair try to start covering it a little bit more if you're showing your neck, try to cover your neck. If you're, whatever, like, take these little steps to get to your goal. And if you're thinking about wearing hijab, just do it. Yes. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. We really thought this episode was only going to be 45 minutes, but we're literally an hour and four minutes in. But We have a lot of tips, I we guess. We do, I guess. But you were, you were talking about that, and you were talking about how there are some hijabis that are just drop dead gorgeous and then sometimes when we don't try as hard i think that's something too is when you try so hard you're really consuming a lot of your time so yes that's oh one thing gosh, yeah. but another thing too is as as you know as a hijabi i also sometimes i see those things like whether it be in person or on instagram or stuff, and it just makes you want to give up and we were talking mm. about motivation as well earlier you can have lack of motivation that's fine but don't let your lack of motivation stem from you judging I mean, from you comparing yourself to others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we all had to learn. And we all have to learn. It's that, you know, you can see these hijabis that are drop-dead gorgeous. And you also, you're like, man, they like, just look so good in hijab. Like, yeah. I'm never going to look that good in hijab. And that's yeah. what stops you from putting it on? I'm sorry. No. Don't let people's progress diminish your own. Don't let people's self-presentation of themselves diminish what you feel on the inside. You're... Your value of your or your self value you know is right exactly. Yeah. Like, don't let the way people are doing things make you stray away from from the goals that you're setting. You know, because you can have all of the right ideas, right? And you can be going, 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 but along the way of doing things, like for example, wearing the hijab correctly. So maybe wearing m more modest, less revealing clothing, making sure all your hair is covered and stuff. And you started your hijab journey and that's where you're working up to. And then you see people who are just not doing it right. And you compare yourself. As soon as you compare yourself, you're making your journey so much harder than it needs to be. And this applies to absolutely everything. And I mean everything. You're trying to have a journey of, of, of reciting the Quran, of memorizing the Quran and stuff. And along the way, it's not that you're seeing these other reciters as inspirational, as something that you, inshallah, one day, you pray that they continue to be blessed and given barakah, and you, inshallah, one day can amount to your own, your own, you know, you can continue to get there. It's when you start to compare yourself to them, like, look at them, they're so good, I'm never going to be like that. That's when you, you've taken 10 steps back. Do not, when you're on your journey of building a habit, do not compare yourself. And I cannot stress, I, I, I cannot emphasize that enough. It's crucial that you don't do that because as soon as you compare yourself, it becomes so, so much more difficult. 
And I'm speaking firsthand. Yeah. I just want to butt in really quick because that's a really powerful one. I think I know I'm guilty of this, like 100%. And it does make your life so much harder. But I think something that's so interesting is that even people that you look up to, for example, let's say someone is doing something that that you really want to get to that point, those people don't think they're doing a good job. I think that that's something so, like, I feel like I've been complimented on things before that I'm like, I literally tear myself apart for this every day. Like, what are you talking about? So it's so important to, like, recognize that even though, and it's great to look up to people. Like, you should. You should always be inspired by people, and you should be inspiring others as well. But... Even those people that you look up to, I mean, genuinely, like, they're struggling with that same thing that you look up to them for. People, for the most part, even if you perceive them to be good at something, a lot of the time they don't think they're good at it. They really don't. So I think it's um, it's important to kind of just know that, like, we're all kind of going through the same, the same things in our minds, the same thoughts. Um, but, yeah, not comparing yourself, that's a big one, and that's a, that's probably one of the most difficult things that you could actually achieve so yeah yeah see this is why you guys need to listen to the ends of the episodes like i know they're long but this is where the good stuff comes out like we always start off shaky but then we get towards the end and we're like well that was really good so if you've listened this far um thank you but the last one that i have and this goes back to that law of making it attractive and this also ties into our last episode of words of wisdom that was the episode title but seeking knowledge essentially look in you want to build a habit and you maybe uh, you understand why you should build it okay it's pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. look deeper than that mm-hmm. what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward the person that does this with yeah you know the for example right Sumaya mentioned earlier uh the fajr sunnah which is two raqas before before you pray fajr and you know you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know he he it's like Th- those two raqas are better than everything in every what was it every, the world and everything in it yes. or something like that you know so that that right there that's your drive that's your motivation that's where you get it from you know so part of that law subhanallah the way islam is is laid out there are so many instances of that you know every single on the day you're on the day of judgment essentially you're going to be asked to to recite and you're going to be raised in ranks raised in levels until the very last ayah that you can recite up to, you know? That right there is motivation to keep going. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supplies us with. And that just makes you want it ten times more. And that will give you the the, the, the determination and that will fuel your passion, which will fuel your drive, you know? So I think that's something so important. Another one about the Qur'an, the Qur'an will be an intercessor for you and it'll ask, it'll, it will manifest, like I was talking about earlier, it will manifest and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to like essentially clothe you. You know, how beautiful is that? You know, so I th- or, or for example, you want to give your get- parents the best gift that you could possibly give them. And if you memorize the Quran, that's a, that's you give them a crown of light. I mean, how 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 beautiful is that, right? So part of building these habits, part of finding that motivation and the drive, sometimes when you don't know where to go, turn to the sunnah, turn to the Quran, turn to the wisdom of our religion and and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised the, the those who do these good deeds, you know? And indeed the promise of Allah is true, like I always say. And that right there will just make you want it and will make you strive for it so, so much more. So, yeah. I really like that. And that's something I've been finding myself doing a lot is like in the moment when I'm actually doing an act of worship. Like, for example, praying the Turekas for Fajr. It's kind of hard to be like awake, <laughs> you know? It's kind of hard to be yeah. awake, to, you know, to be focusing sometimes. 
and that's that's why I think there's so much reward in, in Fejit in general, people that get up for Fejit, people that pray the Sunnah. But while I'm sitting there praying the Sunnah, I'll be like, I'm doing this because I want to be the richest person in the world. I don't mean rich in terms of money well, or anything yeah. like that. But I mean that that's what that's the reward. Allah tells you, if you pray your two rakahs of Sunnah before Salat al-Fajr, you are going to be the richest person in the world. You have your, it's better than the world and everything in it. So that's another tip is like, while you're doing certain acts of worship, remind yourself of the reward. It'll help you focus. It helps me focus a lot more. Um, and then I think we do kind of need to wrap this up, but I think a couple of last pieces of advice is number one, go to the mission more. That's yes. something you can definitely start implementing in your new year or whenever, again, whenever this episode comes out, whenever you feel um, the need to do it, go to the masjid more. Even if you're just going to pray one sana, even if you're going for jama'at, even if you're a girl, okay, go to the masjid. It's okay. We have an episode um, on that. Yeah, build build connections with people at the masjid. Go to masjid events. Like, just get to know people. Be at the house of Allah more. That would be something that's it's easy for people to do that, especially if you have a masjid close by to your house. Just start going. Just start going and honestly see the doors that are opened for you. It'll be beautiful. And, um, Something else, this is kind of, um, I don't know, kind of like a one that I just thought of, but read, read Islamic books yeah, and find ones that actually really speak to your authors. I'm not telling you to sit here and read like books of Hadith, even though that's very beneficial, but I'm saying like find books that are written by like modern day speakers and scholars. Um... Like, we always talk about Yasmin Mugahed. Like, we love her books. You know what I mean? Start doing stuff like that. Even if you're reading a page a day or, like, a small section a day, eventually you'll finish the book, right? I think that that is something, like, if you're reading a little bit every single day, you're honestly going to get to the finish line probably quicker than someone who ends up reading, like, half the book in one sitting and then they just leave the book for months and mm -hmm. they never finish it, you know? So read a little bit every day. Yasmin Mugahed is a great author. Asma Hussein is a great author. There's so many. There's so many people out there. But read their books. I always found, like, I love, I love to read. And I never thought I'd get to a point where I was, like, willingly reading Islamic books. But a couple years ago, that's what happened, you know? So... Again, like try, and that doesn't mean that you don't, you don't read any fictional book ever again, but just try to bring those things more into your life. Read your Islamic books a little bit, gain some of that knowledge, reflect on that, uh, listen to lectures. I think that's a huge thing is like, listen to lectures, um, whether it's through your phone or going to the masjid or whatever. Um, but really do those things. And I think there's like so many more that I could say, but we don't exactly have the time. So yeah. maybe we can do a part two. Um, we really didn't think it was going to be that No, long. we didn't. I think we talked a lot in the beginning. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, with that guys. So, um, yeah, I was going to do a dot, but I totally blanked on the dot. So if you have one this time, I well, feel like it's such I a cute was, little thing it to is, do. It is end. a cute little I thing. I just want to say now. that um, before we kind of end off, um, the purpose of this episode really was to kind of just show you guys that it's really important to make changes in your life and to achieve the things that you've set for yourself, but that you have to do those in small steps, right? Yes. So... These, I think all of the things that we kind of gave tips about, 
they're not crazy big things. They're things that you can do and they're very light, but they're very heavy on the scales. I think once you start, and I think when you start and you start implementing, you'll realize how much more you can do, but take it easy, take it step by step. Like Asid said, don't compare yourself to people. Um, try not to talk negatively to yourself. Recognize that honestly, everyone is struggling. And <laughs> um, and yeah, just, just try your best every single day to be the best version of yourself uh, where you're at right now and recognize that you always have room to grow. You never get to a point where you've learned too much or grown too much or whatnot. Um, and know that, know that genuinely, like, like I said in the beginning, the small acts that are, you're able to be consistent with are the ones that are the most, um, important, the most meaningful. So, um, I guess if you still don't have a dua, I can just say, okay, well, I can just say that, um, you know, I ask a lot to allow us all to be consistent with these small acts that we've already implemented and to allow us to implement more small acts that we are doing all the time, every single day, until we get to a point where we can look back and be like, wow, subhanAllah, like I really was able to achieve this thing with the help of Allah. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. <laughs> um, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to give barakah, blessing into our time, you know, into know, our actions so we can... Um, so we can one day become successful in his eyes through our habits, through what we've done in this life, inshallah. So it pays off in the next. And that's a draw I make all the time, actually. Yeah. Like, ask a lot to give you barakah in your time because there's, like, the time flies these days. And you really but... will see it manifest. Oh, for sure. If you sincerely sure. believe it. Um, so, yeah, with that, thank you guys so much for listening. And inshallah, you will hear from us next week. <laughs>